Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Last week, Michigan State University reached a settlement with more than 300 survivors of Larry Nassar's sexual abuse. The agreement was for $500 million, an astounding number that University Interim President John Engler called Staggering. Since the settlement, many survivors have been on social media decrying MSU's treatment of Nasser's victims. The reaction to the settlement from university officials has not been unilateral. Some members of the board of trustees have remained fairly quiet. Some have been loud and controversial throughout the crisis, and some have been vocally and publicly supportive of the survivors. One of those trustees is Diane Byram, and she joins us now to talk about what's going on at the university. Diane, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you very much. Good morning. Let's quickly get your reaction to the settlement. Well, I'm pleased with the settlement that it's been reached and that these brave young women whose lives have been impacted by this tragic situation can bring some closure. I think it's an important step forward, uh, but it's not the only step forward. We must continue to work to change the culture at Michigan State, and I'm committed to making sure we can say never again. Um, talk about how this settlement came together. There was some some time where it seemed like the two sides were pretty far apart. There was the accusation that one of the victims made that uh, Interim President Engler tried to offer her $200 million to make the whole thing go away. Uh, can, you, can you give us a little insight into how these negotiations eventually ended up with the two parties agreeing on something? Well, these are confidential negotiations, so I can't speak beyond what the public statement is on the settlement being the the $500 million. I'm very pleased that we were able to reach a global settlement. It's still in that process of the, the courts reviewing it, so it's a... It's a settlement in principle, and I look forward to being able to meet the the survivors face-to-face and and give them my personal apology. Mm -hmm. I've expressed an apology at board meetings and and in other interviews over the course of the last several months, but I'm looking forward for the survivors having some closure on this and focusing on the future. We all have the same goal here, and that's to make sure that we put in place the policies necessary so that we can say never again. And there's a lot of work in front of Michigan State. The settlement was a good first step. It brings some closure for the survivors, but it's not the only step at Michigan State. We have a a lot of work, a significant amount of work in front of us, and I'm committed to making sure that that work gets done. Uh, half a billion dollars. I mean, that number uh, it just, I mean, I think instantly gets people anxious about uh, about where that money will come from. Can you talk about how concerned you might be that in order to come up with that money or in order to come up with, uh, even if it's, even if you handle some of it through debt, coming up with the money to service that debt might have an impact on undergraduate and graduate education and other critical programming at the university. Well, we anticipate that we will start to 
have conversations at our June board meeting as to how we are going to pay for the settlement. And we are committed to making good on Michigan State's commitment to pay for the settlement. Uh, my suspicion is it will come from a variety of funds. One will be um, our fund reserves. We'll look at bonding potentially. We'll look at delaying some capital projects or maintenance projects. And we'll look for efficiencies across the university and some budget cuts. So there'll be a variety of sources of revenue. I do not believe it'll come out of tuition. I don't support it coming out of tuition. And I don't anticipate we'll go to the legislature and ask for any special appropriation. But there'll be a variety of of funds. And it will be done in a, a public vote. So it will be disclosed. The, um, I'm also committed to transparency as we proceed on making good our financial commitment on the settlement. So, so you say it won't come out of tuition. You say you won't go to the legislature to ask for more funds. Where on earth then, then would you get this kind of this kind of money? Well, again, we're going to look at a variety of sources. It'll be our reserves potential for bonding, we'll look at our insurance coverage and, and see if insurance companies will be a part of that. We will look at deferred and delayed maintenance projects. So it'll be a combination of sources of revenue. Mm-hmm. And that is being worked on now. And, and I anticipate that we'll have more clarity by the end of June when the board meets again. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Diane Byram. She is a member of the Board of Trustees at Michigan State University, where you're talking about the recent settlement that the university reached with more than 300 survivors of Larry Nasser's sexual abuse. Uh, just a little earlier, Diane, you were talking about this idea of providing closure, of reaching the point of being able to say <clears throat> never again. Um, interim President John Engler has been a little less sentimental, I think, is maybe a fair way uh, to describe his his demeanor about this. In recent days, he said that only about 10 percent of the survivors in the settlement <clears throat> were MSU students and that 175 mothers were in the examination room when Nasser abused patients. He also said on this program that he views this as the crimes and fault of Nasser and Nasser alone. Can you sort of tell us how you view those statements and, and, and whether you can see how they sound callous and indifferent from the university uh, to this massive trauma inflicted on so many people? Well, I, I think we need to be very sensitive to the survivors and the experiences that occurred and which is why i have repeatedly said we need to focus on the culture at michigan state we need to make sure that we're putting in place policies and procedures so we can say never again and the actions that the university has taken because i i do believe our actions speak volumes it's not just words it's it's also the changes that we're putting in place. So if you take a look at some of the actions that we have done, we've increased staffing for our sexual assault investigators. We had a third party audit of our Title IX and Office of Institutional Equity. That was the Hush Blackwell report. It was a two-part report that was done over a course of almost a year, including 
multiple interviews and, and focus groups on campus that the first part was, do we have the right policies and procedures in place? They came back and said, yes, we have best practices. The second part of that, though, was how does the rubber meet the road? What is the implication? What is the, the practical reality on the ground on how those policies and procedures are being implemented? And, and frankly, we have a lot of work to do in that regard. And we're focusing on that. We're looking at this new freshman class, how we might change orientation to make sure that we do more on education and awareness on our services and, and the Office of Institutional Equity. We've increased funding for counseling services on campus, have a new director coming on board this summer. That's real important. We know that there is a, a great need for more mental health counseling for students. We have a new youth chaperone policy with a new director to make sure that those policies are being adhered to and there's compliance and there's accountability there. We've reorganized the medical team. So we've done a lot on campus. We still have more work to do, uh, and I'm committed to making sure that that work is done so that we can make sure we have a safe campus, an inclusive campus for everyone, and that we can say never again at MSU. So are you certain still that John Angler, who had no prior academic experience, uh, leading an academic institution, are you, are you still certain that this was the right person to lead the university through this time of crisis? Well, John Engler is the interim president, and it is the goal of the board to start a search process as quickly as we can. The announcement on the the settlement in principle was a great step forward in terms of the board's ability to start to to look at a presidential search. We are going to be starting listening sessions across campus this summer, continue those into the fall. We've, we, meaning the board, has announced that we're hiring an advisor to come alongside the board to make sure that we do a presidential search right and that we are transparent and we're inclusive and get us ready to hire a search firm and develop the process we're going to follow for a presidential search. So mm -hmm. it's the goal of the board to start that process yet this summer and to work very quickly next year to identify a new permanent president at Michigan State University. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, this idea that you guys chose John Angler and the fact that he's said as many things as he said – that I think put off a lot of survivors, made them feel somewhat marginalized. Is it is it appropriate for the board maybe to take some time and think about the consequence of of, of the decision making that's that's taken places here? Uh, the the settlement is a is a huge step forward. I think everybody agrees with that. But since that settlement, you've got uh, the former governor still saying things that I think uh, are a little bit insensitive to the victims. I, I believe we all have a common goal, and that goal is to make sure that we make the changes in the culture at Michigan State University so we can say never again. Ingler is the interim president. We need to get moving on a permanent 
replacement. So we have a permanent president at Michigan State University, and we can turn that page and start a new chapter at Michigan State University. And I'm committed to not only making the changes in the culture at the university, as I've outlined in more, but also being very involved in a presidential search so we can get a new president at Michigan State University as soon as we can. Mm Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Diane Byram. She's a member of the Board of Trustees at Michigan State University. We're talking about the settlement reached between the university and 300 survivors of Larry Nasser's sexual abuse. Um, Diane, a couple trustees have said that they don't plan to seek uh, re-election, and uh, you've seen tough political fights and crises as a state legislator and longtime political insider in Lansing. Uh, Talk about how this particular crisis is weighing on the individuals on the board of trustees. It's it's hard to put in in words in terms of of the personal Mm -hmm. um, experience, but whatever a trustee has gone through pales in what the survivors have experienced. And so my heart really goes out to each and every one of them. And deep down, I hope that the settlement begins closure for them, along with the knowledge that their voices have made a difference. They've made a difference not only for the culture change that is occurring and will continue to occur at Michigan State University, but they have given voice to a lot of young women and girls across the United States. And so for that, I thank the survivors. And I would say to them that I look forward to the day that we can meet and we can put our arms around each other and we can, I can personally say, I'm truly sorry for what happened to you at Michigan State. Do do you think that the board and the very long tenures of several board members uh, played a role in the way in which this was handled? And do you feel like uh, maybe it's time for some change uh, at the trustee level there at the university? Well, we are going to have two new trustees by the end of the year. That will be a quarter of the membership of the board. So you're going to see change. Mm-hmm. You will, you'll see a, a, a significant dynamic in terms of the way the board functions with 25% of it turning over. I personally have said that I will not run for re-election. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that you know, quite a while ago, and I will stick by that. But you will see change at a board level. We're changing bylaws right now where we're going to change the audit committee to include risk so that we have direct reporting to the board so that the board will not be left out of the loop in the future. So you're seeing board culture change too. That's a commitment each and every one of us have to make sure, once again, the common goal that we can say never again at Michigan State University. Right. Uh, Let's talk briefly about the next president of the university and, and what you think that person ought to embody? What kind of character and resume uh, are you looking for someone who has had a specific set of experiences or, or, um, or accreditation or, or accomplishment? Well, I don't have that list right now, but I will tell you how that list is going to be prepared. 
I think it's really important that the board spend a considerable amount of time over the next coming months. Hopefully, we will start this process in July and continue it into the fall when we have all of the faculty and the students back on campus. But we need to listen. We need to listen to a variety of groups to be very inclusive and be very transparent and have a common understanding of both our strengths, our weaknesses, our opportunities, and our challenges across the university, and match those up against the qualities people would like to see in the next president. And by listening, and I mean truly listening and not coming in thinking that I have the answers and that my list is the list, I think we will be able to have a collective agreement on what are those characteristics the next president needs to have, mm-hmm. and that will that will go a long ways towards having a successful presidential search. So that's the process by which I intend to operate as it as it pertains to what are those characteristics we should be looking for in the next president at Michigan State University. I'm going to be looking toward and listening to the stakeholders across campus and taking their input and having a common dialogue as to what that set of characteristics should be. Okay. Diane Byram, member of the Board of Trustees at Michigan State University. Thank you very much for being with us on Detroit Today. Thank you very much, Stephen. Coming up, we are going to continue with our series, Policy Meets the People. This time, we'll dive into transportation and the future of bus transit here in Southeast Michigan. Stay with us on Detroit Today.